everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today at RIT Podcast. This is Isaiah Diesel, joined with a very special guest, Captain Deadpool or Deadpool? Which, which one is it? Deadpool. You know, it's funny. So we actually did an interview together, and it wasn't until, like, probably the very end when I looked at your name, I actually realized that it was Deadpool. So I know. So I'm, I'm a dad. I'm a stay-at-home dad with four kids. So I was like, Deadpool and... That was already taken, so it was like Captain Deadpool, and that was even already taken on TikTok. So I was like eighty six. So what's what they got there? It's kind of flushed out. Is that SpongeBob? Yeah. I was say speaking of which, one dad to another, I yeah. had this or I saw this funny. I don't know if it's just some video, but these these like dads, <laughs> these dads were they built this treadmill to prepare this new dad for fatherhood and this treadmill had like like legos and little pieces of food and stuff and it was just it was going on repeat so he had to walk in and was stepping on all the legos and stuff i think i saw that it was like dad training or something yeah it's pretty yeah. hilarious so so you got exactly. four, you got four kids wow i'm extremely jealous of you i only have one oh, don't be don't be i had a uh, I had two on purpose uh, the third one was not so much on purpose. Uh, and then, uh, was big nasty divorce and I got full custody of my kids. And then, uh, I met Rachel and she has a stepson, um, who is, you know, uh, I am dad now his, uh, his dad's not really in the picture either. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's my adopted son. Wow. So I, I wanted two and I ended up with four. So there you go. Twice the, twice the joy. All right. Uh, so, so I want to give a really quick background. Okay, so I actually met um, Oz on another channel mm -hmm. on a, a black uh, black atheist rant guy on his channel. And uh, when I went in there, Oz was actually extremely nice, but people were leaving some really nasty comments in the section. And the guy is actually using all kinds of extremely crude, uh, vulgar profanity. So when Oz had actually invited me to come on his channel i wasn't really sure what to expect so i was literally like because i'm just not a confrontational person i prefer just to have conversations just like this you know and yeah. I, I was like nauseous before like i would i was literally getting feeling like i was gonna vomit and so uh but but after talking with you guys um you guys really were uh, accommodating and, and and nice and i really hope to pay that for today oh, i'm glad you feel that way really am. yeah but uh, before we get started, uh, I'm going to try. I didn't, I'm not going to succeed, but I, I'm going to try <laughs> to, as I said. But okay, uh, that being said, uh, I do want to ask you a, a few questions before we get started in a friendly sure. fire round. So uh, are you ready? Let's do it. All right, here we go. So what is your favorite uh, cereal that you like to eat uh, from your kids? Like you buy your kid cereal, you like to eat their tricks or? Oh, Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. I miss Lucky Charms. I live overseas, so there's a lot of little things that you can't get like that here. Oh, so, yeah. See, whenever I get my kids Lucky Charms, they eat all the marshmallow pieces and <laughs> the rest of the bowl, so I don't get them Lucky Charms very often anymore. <laughs> I end up throwing away a lot of it. If any cartoon character you had to choose to be your best man, uh, who would it be? And you cannot choose SpongeBob because he's already going to be mine. Oh, that works. Oh, Spongebob, oh, cartoon character, that'd be my, that's a good one. Um, no, let's go with Optimus Prime. 
Optimus Prime, all right. Because I bet if he's going to be my best man, I bet he would give, like, the best speech. Yeah, you'd be pretty overshadowed by him. That'd be be pretty funny. All right, got a couple more. Here we go. Next one, top three British bands of all time. British bands? Yeah. Oh, I don't know of any of them. Pass? Yeah, let's pass on that one. This is a no-brainer for me because Duran Duran... I okay. will always be my 80s favorite 80s and then I can I'm agree a with that really big cure fan and then the Smiths those guys oh. just love them yeah the, the cure definitely yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a huge music junkie so it's hard to like bring right. all that information to the front of my head but yeah the cure and Duran Duran for sure so, uh, so the Smiths I'm not super familiar with so you're probably into movies I assume mm-hmm. all right so if you're gonna get killed by any horror film person villain monster who would it be um pyramid head from silent hill uh last question is coffee or tea uh coffee yeah coffee i but it's hard like i I drink coffee regularly but i I do enjoy a nice glass of tea like hot tea like every now and then whenever i'm feeling mellow i just like chill out with a glass of a tea well, I live in Korea, so tea is like right. they have tea markets with like literally hundreds of ki- t- kinds of tea in it. It's amazing. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, literally. You could just some bizarre random stuff too, like like either flowers or bark of a tree, and pretty interesting stuff. Okay, all right. So before we get started, if you wouldn't mind telling me where you rate on the docking scale from one to seven, please. The seven is there is no god for sure, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'd say six five or six ish so you would call you lean more towards agnostic atheism yeah pretty pretty staunch atheist but i would never say that i know absolutely that there is no god okay all right so i sent you some questions did you get a chance to look over them i did i glanced over them very briefly i didn't get to rehearse though oh all right i know this is this is last minute we put this together but i do want to say this i normally have an atheist co-host I say, unfortunately, but fortunately, one of them just had a baby. So he's been out of commission for uh, the last few weeks. Oh, it's which, all. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I'm really happy for him. And and then my other one is a, is a bit sick. So it's going to be a one-on-one interview, which is which is great because I'll get to interact with you more. But all right. Yeah, let's get right in this. Uh, I, I like to send these in advance because usually sometimes when people are asking questions, they're done so with like an ulterior motive or it's either gotcha or you're they're trying to set you up for some kind of trap or something. I, I literally had Bryce tell me that like, um, I'm asking you questions, but I'm actually thinking five moves in advance so I can get you to go in this direction. So those, wow. aren't, the, those aren't the kind of questions I like to ask. So uh, that being said, uh, number one is what was the biggest crack that caused you to deconvert? Uh, the biggest for me was just my education. I went to a a uh, Bible college. Uh, I, before that, I was in the church for 10 years and I learned a certain thing. And I went to a Bible college associated with the same denomination that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything I learned in the church were, turned out to be totally wrong. Um, and like one of the biggest ones that answers I always give is uh, I'd always been taught that the gospel, the four gospels were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for independent eyewitness uh, testimonies of things that Jesus did. And then I get to Bible college and I learned that, no, they, they did not write them. We have no idea who wrote them, but they almost certainly were not written by 
eyewitnesses. They were written in another language 30, 40, 50 years after Jesus's death. Um, we don't we don't have the original copies. We don't have the original copies of the original copies of the original copies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that for me was pretty ground uh, shaking. Uh, so that's, that's the, the most pivotal point, I'd say, that kind of started it all. So, okay, so let's unpack this a little bit. So I assume then, did you go to some kind of uh, more li- um, liberal, uh, like like liberal college? Uh, I wouldn't call it liberal. Um, I wouldn't call it fundamentalist either. Um, it was charismatic, Pentecostal. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it was not, was not like hardcore fundamentalist. It didn't teach that the, the earth was 6,000 years old. It didn't teach that the you know, Genesis was meant to be taken literally. Um, they kind of taught like multiple uh, ways to view each issue and then let you yeah. choose. Well, that's good if they didn't teach that the Bible is 6,000 years old because the Bible doesn't even teach that. So that would be pretty out there. I don't mm-hmm. really know how people make those kind of jumps, honestly, myself, because that's a... Well, I, as you said, there's multiple different ways to interpret, um, you know, the Bible. And personally, I'll just give you my own personal opinion. Okay, so this has this just gets down to epistemology. And this is going to come up because I do want to talk a little bit about the history. And um, I am not so much a scholar or by any stretch of imagination uh, have studied like the biblical history. But I, I do have a degree in history in general, so I understand some general principles about history. Sure. But, but that being said, before we even go down that route, I just want to say just in general, we have very limited knowledge about the things that are around us. You know, um, on our best days, we know 1% of what is out there to know in the universe, right? You would agree with that? That's like a genius. You take a genius, maybe they know 2% yeah. of what's out there. Okay, sure. so first of all, there's this entire blind spot uh, in the universe and the world that, you know, we're experiencing this right here and right now, but we interact with the world with our senses. And unfortunately, those senses are not nearly as accurate as we might think that they are. You know, so if any chance you've ever read the book, uh, The Invisible Gorilla, no. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video, by the way, where the gorilla comes out and bangs his chest, where the people are passing the basketball? Yes. And, and like, yes. like. Oh yeah. So I, when I read the book, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen that video, but it references it references it because it's based the the book is based off of that video, right? That was made first, and that was done to show that we have some some blind spots in our perception, right? And. Mm. There's, there's like a docuseries on Netflix called uh, Brain Games where it, this is the entire series just exploits all the different blind spots that we have. And then it shows you at the end what it did to you, actually. <laughs> so it's like, it's like almost like you got punked, like the whole episode, you know, and then they show I've you seen what happened. a few happened. of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so one, we're relying on the world with our, with our sense perceptions. One, they're not always right. Two, we don't, have, we don't always have the best information. We don't always have the most information. And a lot of times we have false information, which you probably know this with the QAnon people. Like you may believe legitimately 100% I'm right, but you may be going off sources that are totally inaccurate. I just assume like the, say the five, the gospels were, as you said, like not written by the authors or just say they were inaccurate. 
Well, you could have access to those and believe 100%. I understand the gospel, but if those weren't even right, then you're, 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 you're going on something that's not even, your information is based in, in, in a lie, right? So those are just general things that I, when I'm examining theology or religion or, or politics or epistemology, I just recognize some of these things off the bat, you know, like we have filters that we filter in as males, as guys in our middle age guys and being born in the West, being born in America. And we have these filters, these blind spots, these biases. And so I just start there whenever I'm examining any of this, right? So we will give it to more of that in, in a second. But um, here's another question. Uh, is your life better with or without religion? I say yes, 100%. Your life is better without religion? Yes. Okay, in what way? It's because I'm not, um, I, when, I was, when I was religious, uh, and in court, this is also how you're taught, um, your greatest deeds are but filthy rags before the Lord. Uh, you Absolutely. I uh, can do nothing else. And so you're, um, I was constantly felt guilty that I was not doing enough to please God. I was doing everything I could. I was doing far more than what my peers were doing. So when people tell me you, I, I was never really a real Christian, uh, like I, I spent my Saturdays street evangelizing. Like I went street, I, I converted strangers on the streets on my Saturdays. Wow. That's what my Saturdays doing. Um, I was in wow. church four or five days a week. Sometimes I went on missions, trips, fundraisers, everything. Uh, I was obsessed, uh, mm -hmm. but I still felt like I was not doing enough. I wasn't reading my Bible enough. I wasn't praying enough. I, I was still sinning. So I was constantly in this feeling of guilt <laughs> that it was not good enough. I wasn't doing enough, et cetera, et cetera. Um, sorry to laugh. Sorry to laugh. Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> Just like, um, I'm still sinning. It's like, oh, but I still had to eat but I still had to breathe, but I still had to poop. Like, yeah, you're a human. We, yeah. we, we do these yeah. as humans. We're, uh, we're, we're fallible people. Right. And I'd always try to give myself that grace, but still I was like, Oh, I'll be, I'll be playing a video game. I'm like, I could be reading the Bible right now. I'm such a terrible Christian, you know, uh, like I'll be, go, I'll be going, I'll go out and hang out with friends. I'm like, Oh, I could be spending time in, in my prayer closet right now. I'm such a bad Christian. Wow. So like I constantly felt that, um, now, I, I don't feel that way. Obviously, I'm, right. I'm not. I'm not working towards pleasing God. I'm living my life the way I see fit. I'm a good guy. I do good things. Uh, I'm relatively happy most of the time. Um, so, like, my, my life is more fulfilling now than it was then because before I never felt like I was doing nothing. Maybe that's my fault. Probably a lot of uh, Christians would say. I know I used to be one. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I was constantly burning myself with not being good enough. Yeah, that is that is a horrible feeling. I will say that. And I and I will say, because I probably spent about 10 years not a Christian as an atheist. So when I did throw off the shackles of my, my parents' religion, it was very liberating, especially being overseas, to be promiscuous, to do drugs and uh, traveling and partying i got all the world religions i'm not sure if i told you that before but i really do like i have yeah i remember you showing that i got like i got them all on my back and leg and um it was it was really interesting one to explore other religions and uh, like for example i went into palestine and stayed at a mosque for like a week down there with the muslims uh went and stayed in like a buddhist temple here in south korea uh, 
got to live like a like a like a Buddhist monk. So I have a hard, I really do have a hard time relating to a lot of Christians who are like, oh, you guys are all just 100% wrong and we're like 100% right. And yeah. first of all, I mean, we're going to get a little bit into this about the theology. Like, I'm positive. I don't understand everything about Christian theology. I know that because some of it is illogical. Some of it doesn't make sense. Some of it is self-contradictory. And it's just the fact that I'm I'm not a biblical scholar. I, in fact, one of the questions is about learning Greek. Like, I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. I don't know Aramaic. So whenever you were telling me that, I was like, wow. Like, uh, yeah. Oz, uh, I heard in the chat, because I, I came into the Discord a little bit late, and, and you, I, I just heard, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I noticed whenever you had mentioned, like, uh, I'm not sure if you're saying it to you or someone else who goes, whenever you mentioned, um, whenever you mentioned, something about you knowing this history that i didn't want to talk about that i'm like well i'm not yeah. going to talk about i'm not going to talk about something i don't know you know like i'm ignorant on the i'm ignorant on some some subjects so i'll be honest if i don't know about it i'm gonna be like i don't really know about that one you know i mean I, that's I, not I, no, one, no one expects you to be i mean i i do know about history though we, we, we i i do want to talk to you a little bit more about history Real quick, going back to what you were saying about um, being promiscuous and all that as an atheist, um, that's one thing I never experienced. Um, like, I, I've, I've, I've never was, in, I guess, um, Christians would call it worldly or hedonistic. Mm -hmm. um, I was never that way even when I, when I became an atheist. I was never became promiscuous. I never, I, to, to this day, I've never done drugs. Wow. You know, I drink, I cuss, uh, I, I do, but I'm, I've never been for all intents and purposes i have not my morality has not really changed all that much like i'm still the same dude uh when, when i was a christian um interesting but piggybacking off of what i said earlier um about feeling guilty what i did do was i would not listen to certain types of music i would not watch certain uh movies and the things like that in order to keep my soul pure you know that, that whole thing well, yeah, now yeah. I can listen to whatever one. I can watch whatever movie I want and not feel guilty about it. And that's great. Uh, if I ever decide to do drugs, I have no desire to. But if I did, I wouldn't feel guilty about it. I would feel bad if it started to negatively affect my life. Right, right. Like occasionally I'll drink too much and then I feel bad. Like, oh, I shouldn't have drank that much. I need to do better because I want to be a healthy person. Like that's my own. That's me convicting myself to do better. Right, so, right. You know, so, not, not for the sake of, of God, it's, it's for me. And, and your kids. I mean, that's a, yeah. I would think like you, I wouldn't, family, I wouldn't want to be getting drunk around my, I, I, do, I will have a couple of, couple of beers here. I mean, I was a former alcoholic. I was a functional alcoholic. So yeah, uh, I've had some really, really bad nights, like unbelievably bad nights uh, with alcohol. But I mean, that being said, I will say that my, my favorite bands, most of my favorite bands are secular. And although I would say, generally speaking, I just, I don't watch a lot of rated R movies, but it doesn't have anything to do with like, oh, I can't watch a rated R movie. Like, yeah. it, it has nothing to do with that. Like, a lot of movies I like are rated R. In fact, this Hugh Jackman movie just came out. Because I'm a sci-fi nut. Have you seen, have you seen that? I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called, though. I'm not sure if that's rated R, but even if it is, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go see it this weekend. So, because it just came out here in South Korea. Yeah, so um, I don't, I, I'll tell you this, I just, I don't really understand Christians who, who think and behave like that. 
So it seems like you have a you had a very religious kind of indoctrination kind of thinking. So I would understand why you would want to leave that. I personally, uh, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's changed my life, but I'm not someone who's going to look to to go and point at fingers. Or, oh, you did this. You, you dropped an F-bomb or whatever. Like, I, mean, I don't go around just dropping F-bombs, but they certainly slip out of my mouth every now and again. Certainly not to the level I used to, but, you know, we're humans. Like, I accept the fact that I'm a fallible person. I, I'm completely and utterly content with that. So it doesn't, I'm not hard on myself or hard on other people. It's like, I want to be better yeah. tomorrow than I was yesterday, but it's, uh, I'm content with where I am right now. But I, so, so there's another question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, thank you for these answers. I think you're doing a great job. Oh, but you. Do you feel that the atheist community is just as intolerant as believers? That's a loaded um, <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yes, but it's different. Go ahead. Because all the atheist community has in common is a lack of belief in God. That's it. Everything else is is fair game. You have atheist anti-vaxxers. You have atheist hardcore on Republicans. Yes. Oh yes. Um, you have atheist hardcore liberals. You have atheist hippies, atheist Wiccans. So, so beyond the lack of belief in God, it's it's all over the place after that. So I've had other atheists come. I I have more atheists blocked than any other group. What do you mean blocked? Like blocked on TikTok or uh, Twitter or something else. Why is that? Because, because they will come after me because they think like I'm I'm an ally and I'm going to agree with everything thing they uh, believe, and then I come out and I say, "Hey, get the vaccine. You've gotten a million other vaccines the course of your life. Get the vaccine. It's not that big. I don't know how you feel. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but there are hardcore anti-vaxxers." even in the atheist community so they'll attack me and they'll start calling me dumb and and whatever and i'll just be like blocked don't care you're lost not mine because you're making vaccine videos is that recent yeah because like i'll I'll make one and uh that because like we're we're both atheists and they think uh we we were like have that in common so we're going to be on the same wavelength and then i give an opinion about something that they don't they don't agree with yeah and then they will just go after me because I made one video about that one thing. Be it a pol- every now and then I'll make a political statement or talk about the vaccine or, or whatever. Uh, the Second Amendment, you know, I have opinions about all kinds of things. So every now and then I'll pepper those into my content. And I get a lot of atheists who will just mm. be like, ah, you're supposed to, ah, and I'll be like, no, bye, don't care. That's, um, yeah, that's there's, there's, there's okay. absolutely... There's racism, there's misogyny in the atheist community, absolutely. It's not, it's pretty fringe. It's not like a huge problem, but they are there. So this is just one side note, because I did ask one of my atheist co-hosts this question. I just want to get your opinion, but do you think atheists or believers are more likely to be racist? It's hard to say, because that has a lot more to do with your upbringing than your religion. Like an atheist can still be raised by a non-religious racist family and it's just embedded into you yeah right right um it's kind of it's pretty rare um 
And likewise, you could be raised into a religious family that is inherently racist. Right, right. But not necessarily. Like the church I grew up with, I wouldn't consider racist. Um, it was predominantly white, but it wasn't racist at all right. from my observation. Um, so I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to say one or the other. Yeah, that is a little bit of a loaded question. And he told me that he thought that religious people were more likely to be racist and I'm not going to just disagree with that, but I will say, like people don't live consistently with what they with what they say and what they teach. I don't. I don't think it has so much to do with religion. I think it has more to do with Christian nationalism. Okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, which okay, which has hijacked okay. Christianity right, in order right. to perpetuate right. their own ideologies. Right. So, yeah. so okay. So I agree with you there. Um, I will say this: that again, people don't live consistently with what they say. So I can at least tell you within the realms of the Bible, there is a foundational basis to not be racist. But if you're going by an evolutionary scale, evolution has been used as a justification for uh, racism. For example, the Aboriginal people in, in Australia, or even saying that uh, Blacks are, that's a common trope that blacks are like uh, just slightly above monkeys. And it, it's been a racist trope that's been used for a long time. So, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying that atheists are more racist. That's not, that's not what I'm saying because no, they no, may, it just may be the case that Christians just don't live according to their standards. So that might be the case. It's, it's, it's part of our nature as human beings. We're tribal by nature. Right, right. It doesn't really have anything to do with religion or lack of religion. It has everything to do with us being tribal right. and being afraid of people who are different from us. Right. I uh, some people, some people will see people who are different from them, and be like, "We need to get them away," or "We need to get yeah. rid of them," or "We need to separate us from them." And some people will see people that are different from them and say, "We need to befriend them. We need to right, understand." Right. Right. We can cohabitate so that we can share this land, share our resources, and get along. Yeah. So there are two different approaches to this inherent tribalism that we have. So this idea of there's people that are different, I don't know what they're about, they scare me, so let's just keep them away, is completely separate from any religious belief or lack thereof. It's just kind of interwoven sometimes. Yeah, I I agree with that. And being living overseas for 10 years has really showed me the depths of my my own personal racist bias biases and just ignorance and prejudices that I have in my life. You know, it's something that I battle against all the time. It's like, hey, I don't want to have a lustful wandering eye, but it's just the case that I'm a very uh person who has a lustful eye. According to Jesus, I'm I'm just as much of an adulteress. If I would have actually slept with the women, but that's just the reality of myself. I gotta, I gotta look down many times as I'm walking past women because I know where my eyes are gonna go, and I know that I'm gonna go towards a more racist um, leaning to think that I'm better than other people or X, Y, and Z. So it's something I have to keep myself in check in line, and something I'm not at all proud of. It's something as the the father of a half Asian child like i wouldn't at all feel proud about my daughter knowing some of the things that run through my mind but it's a reality and if i'm going to deal with that i have to be honest with myself and honest with others that uh even if i 
philosophically know the Bible 100%, certainly doesn't mean that I follow it 100%, you know? It yeah. certainly doesn't mean that I don't practice cognitive dissidence and so on. Anyway, that was a bit of a rabbit. All right. So, so you know, I'm a Christian, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tricky subject for me as far as the LGBT community because, mm-hmm. on one hand, I simply do not agree with the lifestyle. Okay, and I I do not think this is healthy. Uh, I do not believe that uh, self mutilation in any form, whether it's for depression or uh, BID or any other dys- dysmorphia, I don't personally believe that that is a good thing to be doing or endorsing uh, to people, all right? Now, I may be wrong. You may disprove me or someone else may disprove me, but that's just my opinion on the issue. However, that is says nothing if whether or not I, abs- I actually uh, care about the person or they would be my friend or I would want to love them. And I do not believe in practicing hate speech. I do not believe in attacking people, um, it's, I would see them in the same way I, I would see someone who's a, still an alcoholic or maybe still promiscuous or like people I know here as a Christian who open up to me about the pornography addiction. I don't say, oh, this is more or less than that one. It's just I, I see them as, as problems in people's lives. But unfortunately, if you make that profession to, to atheists, uh, I don't know, maybe some atheists are not are not with what you would call an ally or whatever. I, I'm sure that exists. I'm sure homophobia and transphobia exist inside of the atheist community as well. But yeah. but, but in the Tang community, I was asked my opinion on the topic and noticed something. I didn't go in there and be like, oh, trans women aren't women. Like I didn't go in there attacking anybody, anything like that. I was asked my opinion about a topic. I expressed that opinion and I got attacked by so many different people to the point where I finally just, just said, you know, I, I, these aren't the conversations I want to have. I, I'm trying to humanize people. I'm trying to have, I'm trying to see, to assume the best uh, in people. Because sometimes people just don't even want to know the nuances of what you actually believe. Does this happen to me as a believer being like pro-choice, for example? You know Darth Dawkins? Oh, yeah. I, I'll send you the video just so you know what I'm talking about. Because once he found out that I was like pro-choice, he wouldn't even let me articulate that one, I wouldn't even support abortions past three months in the first place. So any any abortion past four months, I think at that point, uh, the baby starts to become uh, something that needs to be protected. So I would only and support it up. Good. And, and that's not a thing, even abortions after four months, unless it's to save the life of the mother. Right. So it's so, okay. Yeah. So it's like, I would Which say not willing to even entertain that conversation. Right. So, okay. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. So it's like, and, and, and I would be the first that is the father of, of a, of a beautiful little Asian daughter. I can tell you babies are the most beautiful, amazing thing in the world. And if a woman were doing something like that, like clearly something is wrong about the situation. So I would think we need to rectify some problems first before we think about doing, uh, making abortion. I would love to see abortion, uh, totally illegalized and, and never, and no one, no one ever doing it. But I'm like, first and foremost, we need to we need to have a universal health care because I live in South Korea where we have universal health care where everyone has access to affordable health care, and it's maybe not like the top tier as it is in America. But you're not going to have to worry about filing for bankruptcy or I'm like I could yeah, go to the hospital. Don't have that here in America. I you will absolutely have to file for bankruptcy. I know. I could go to the <laughs> hospital here. Even if I didn't have insurance, get in and out with my medicine, see the doctor, and out for $50, okay? That's my, nuts. That is my, unheard of. Well, my wife spent 
a week after C-section in the hospital, the total bill, even if we didn't have insurance, would have been uh, $1,500, okay? So it's basically $200 a day for the C-section. And with the insurance, it was only like 300 bucks. So like, it's just extremely affordable, you know? It's extremely affordable. So like, that would be the number one priority because I'm like, what's the sense of bringing a child into the world and then they're getting cancer and their parents have to watch them die or file for bankruptcy? I don't want, like, I don't want to see something like that. So again, but they didn't want to know any of the nuance. It's just like, oh, you believe this way? Let's just rush in and dogpile you. So yeah, that, that's a, it's a tricky situation because the Christians aren't happy with me because they aren't happy that I'm willing to have conversations with trans or, or gay people. And I don't, I believe I'm personally someone who believes that hate speech should be illegal because I think it can, has potential to hurt or kill people. And I'm not that I'm for like, I'm not for gay marriage, but I don't think the government should be involved in that because it's a religious issue. So I'm like, hey, uh, I don't even think polygamy should be outlawed because legally speaking, I'm more of a libertarian. I'm like, this is a religious issue. I don't see why a guy would want to have four mother-in-laws to start off with, but hey, that's not my that's not my battle like it's just not something i would want to be involved with. i don't want to be involved with the gay persons i may not agree with it but that's just something i don't think the government should be involved with so you can't it's just unfortunate that you can't express like a dissenting opinion without getting dogpiled by uh people in that committee i'm not sure did you did you recently see um darth no not darth Doc, richard Dawkins? he had made some kind of like um tweet or whatever uh, about trans trans people yes i did see that yeah and then there was another guy and i don't know his name right now but he made a video the most non-transphobic video was just pointing out the fact that biologically speaking uh if you allow a trans woman to compete like they're gonna especially in like an mma sport that they're gonna do some serious damage to to biological women it, it, not, nothing even in the slightest sense of the word uh, transphobic. And then the atheist, the atheist society of like Austin, they issue this long thing about tolerance and not having this guy come back again. And then T, T, T Trump made a couple of uh, debates on uh, the trans issue. And then you saw how quick um, atheists can turn on them. So do you, what do you think about the group think and not accepting of a, a differencing of, of opinions? What are your thoughts on that? As far as in the atheist community? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, when if you're like a, I don't know, the, a prominent figure or an influencer mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it in the atheist community, like like I would be, uh -huh. um, people expect you to automatically be in line with everything that they believe. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they attach themselves to you. Uh, you're their guy. Um, they, they idolize you, whatever. And then you, you voice an opinion that is something that they do not believe. Well, then you're, you're, you're a traitor or you're, you're a backstabber or you're, you're whatever. Like they will like turn on you like an heartbeat, mm -hmm. uh, because they don't realize that being an atheist just means you don't believe in God. Everything else is extra. There's no doctrine uh, in the atheist community, everyone believes whatever they want for whatever reason. Um, so I think, yeah, like guys like, um, like Richard Dawkins, uh, back in his day, Christopher Hitchens, um, like 
T-Jump. Um, I've made opinions about getting the vaccine. Um, I'm not a mythicist. Um, that's a big one in the atheist community is, um, you know, mythicism for those of your listeners who don't know is a belief that Jesus was a mythological figure fabricated out of nowhere for- and he never existed. For what, yeah, for whatever reason, by the Romans, by um, Josephus, by the Caesars, whatever. Um, no, I believe that there is a literal historical Jesus, and I believe there's very good evidence for that, and I, I believe um, it is very difficult to defend that he wasn't. Um, so that puts me at odds with a lot of people in the, in the atheist community. They want me to be a mythicist too, but I'm not. Um, now, I haven't had anybody come after me for that uh, specifically, but that's just an example. Like right. people expect you to be on the same wavelength as them. So are you familiar with the historical character by the name of Toussaint Louverture? No. Okay. Who's that? So he is the equivalent of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and like Jesus Christ, but for Haitian people. Okay. So I spent some time there after the earthquake and I got to learn uh, learn about the history of Haiti and actually wrote a book about Haiti and a little bit about their history uh, the Haitian history but this guy is virtually unknown but he fought against the French to liberate actually fought against Napoleon to liberate Haiti from uh, colonization and you know European imperialism and actually is pretty much directly responsible for the United States getting the Louisiana Purchase, which is practically like a still because the United States was actually trying to buy New Orleans for $10 million. And then we wind up getting the entire Louisiana territory for $15 million because of the fact that Napoleon had lost his main revenue source uh, in the Americas, which was Haiti. So they overthrew them. He had, his, he had to fight in, in, the, in, in the Americas. And then just as a result of this, Napoleon was no longer able to carry on his, his world domination that he was doing as a result of this black man. But you will never hear virtually anything about this guy because the United States, the United States, for example, had a very strong interest in making sure that Haiti was not successful because of the fact that we still had slaves in America. You don't want our slaves to revolt, right? There's that. And then it's just, you'll just understand this. If you read enough history, people of darker skin are not considered to the same level of interest or importance of people with lighter skin. And that's not, I'm not trying to be inflammatory. That's just the reality. Yeah, okay? That's history, yeah. Right. So when you understand a couple of things, one, history is written by victors, okay? It's not necessarily an act, it can be sometimes, but it's not necessarily an accurate representation of what happened. A couple of things happened. One, facts are omitted, okay? Um, there is a presentation of your side being the, 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 the right, the right, the right side. The, the, you know what I mean? Uh, you want to present your side as being a right. For yeah. example, here's just an, because I live in South Korea, it was claimed for many years, and this, this actually wasn't even just kind of up in the air. No one could really confirm this one way or the other. But it was claimed that America attacked the South Korea, uh, North Korea first. 
But actually, after the Soviet Union fell, it was later confirmed that th the Soviets had actually started that war, right? So, hmm. but, but in North Korea, that's what they claim. They claim that the America was American imperialism and they, Kim Il-sung fought off the Americans like that. So, but, but over there, that's a classic example. In North Korea, they write the history there, okay? Oh, yeah. You learn. So what they teach is not an accurate represent, representation of what actually happened. So people who are in power and people, my, my favorite book ever is 1984. And it talks so much about how if you control the past, you can control the future. Okay. So if you understand that in principle, you can understand that when people are writing history, it's for a very specific reason. Okay. So the fact that you don't know about two St. Louis overture, but you do know about a Napoleon Bonaparte. I was going to say Napoleon Dynamite. It just came into my mind. You like that movie? Yeah, it was all right. When I was in Bible college, guys were obsessed with that movie. So yeah, I funny. didn't get the hype. But uh, Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because then I watched and I was like, you guys really? I, I get that it's that stupid comedy. Like, I, I get that. But people were, it was, yeah, people were, it was overhyped. <laughs> yeah. So. And I'm not saying because of this fact, Jesus Christ exists because of this fact. I'm saying that assume he did exist, okay? And you don't have kind of first world or the first, as we call like a, a primary source, because that's what they always say. We don't have primary sources about uh, Jesus. Well, one, you have a couple of things. One, sensory, history gets censored. Two, this is just a, this is a textual uh, crit criticism. Critis criticism I am going to give about the New Testament, the fact that a lot of these weren't, weren't written, as you said, like five years or 10 years after Jesus was, was died, you know? So just by nature of that, some of these things, you might consider them second sources. Maybe they were actually uh, first-hand sources, but there is some stuff that winds up either getting lost, mistranslated, or copied over. So it's not... Yeah, go ahead. I, I want to... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to ask you a question here. So I, sure. I was building up to this question. If you could help me to understand a little bit more about, about, this, about this topic, one. And then two, sorry, you actually, actually had the question, but you interrupted me, so I, I, I forgot it right now. So I'll just let you get right. in right here. Good, good. Yeah, the fourth question was, where are the biggest nuances from the Greek? Right. right. Yeah, so... Um, I was going to give another example of what you were saying about the victors writing history, um, which would be very relevant to Christianity. Uh, what is the biggest sided defense for genocide in the Old Testament? It's usually that the pagans were doing heinous acts like performing child sacrifices, mm -hmm. right? There's actually no archaeological evidence for that at all. There, there's no evidence for that. But there is evidence that the Israelites did that, i.e. Abraham was totally willing to sacrifice his son at God's command because that was normal for them. So what happens is you're a group of people and you want this land. You think you have the right to that land. So you go, you kill everybody in it so that you can have it. Well, now history is yours for the writing. You can say whatever you want and they're not there to defend themselves. You've killed them all. Men, women, children, animals, everything. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Oh, well, God told us to do this because they were performing child sacrifices. That's the claim. There is no evidence for that. They were the victors. 
they were able to make that claim with nobody to say otherwise. Okay. So that's, that is one example uh, of what you were saying. Okay. Uh, we, we don't have to go into the nuances of that, but. Um, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's just one example. Um, Hold on. When you said there's no evidence, were you saying there's no evidence of the child sacrifice or there's no evidence of the Israelites committing genocide? Which one was it? The child sacrifices. There was, there's, hold no, on. There's, there's no, no evidence, evidence that evidence. that children were that that people were being offered as sacrifice. No, they they did do child sacrifices. Every, but the thing is, everybody did. Everybody did. It okay, wasn't so, it wasn't just the pagans doing it, and the Israelites were like this this savior group of people who came in and like stopped all that, and they had to kill everybody in order to do that. That's not what's happening. They did child sacrifices too. We okay. have more evidence that the Israelites did child sacrifices than we do for the pagan groups that they killed or the um, the other tribes. Okay. Okay. All right. Got it. Um, Thank you for anyway. clarifying that. Um, Dr. Josh, you know who Dr. Josh is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He wrote a book, uh, The Atheist Guide to the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And he writes a he writes about that in that book. It's it's fantastic, uh, and I've looked up everything that he said, uh, and he's right. There doesn't seem to be any any archaeological evidence suggesting. Um, anyway, so, we can okay. move on. Well, no, 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 that's fine. I I, I'm just saying this as a okay as, as a general as a general rule because as again I don't know specifically about this history. I because my focus of history is actually like United States. And world history post nineteen uh, like nineteen forty five because I have a political political background interest as well so I am more interested in that than the ancient like it just doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really interest me because I'm trying to figure out like for example what's the deal with Afghanistan like what's the history there why is it so important. Why is it? Why do we have bases there, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I live in South Korea, understanding the DMZ and all that stuff. Those are the things that are most interesting to me. So I'm not saying that it's not a valid field to to study, but I just know some general principles about history. Okay, so you're primarily when you're studying history is your primary source of reasoning is deductive reasoning that can very, very much be inaccurate. Okay. Oh, sure. Like, if you, That's not my area. Um, yeah. I'm just, yeah. So I've not studied that particularly in depth. That's just something I've been studying recently. It's just, okay, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discounting what, what, he, what he wrote because I, I honestly just genuinely, I, first of all, I've never studied it. Second of all, I don't have any interest to study it. It's not even something I'd want to do. I've, I, it'd be a waste of my time to do it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I have some other interests i'm more interested in like humanitarian and learning sure. learning relevant history right now because it may or may not be the case that what you said is true but it's history you can only have certain you can only give like certain percentages of stuff that might be accurate anyway okay because a lot of the places that you're tr going to trying to, to to see i've seen them i've seen some of these ancient ruins you know like in greece and you're just trying to dig up and uncover and trying to put it's like a puzzle so yeah you know you can read about like i you could read about what the the the, the temple of zeus uh looked like and i i went and seen it but it's like you're seeing like two columns and 
like a foundation, you know, that yeah. this is what you get to see right now. And so you got to try to put pieces together. So again, we can, I, I don't want to go down because I'm, I'm just ignorant on that fact, you know? Yeah, I same. So we, we can move on to the next question um, about Greek because that's, that is something I am more um, educated in. Sure. So I can speak you, more on to. Right. So if you read the, okay. So first of all, how long did you study Greek? Second of all, second of all, I was so impressed by the way whenever you said that. Actually, just to give you a, I'm just talking to my dad about this, but my mom put a lot of pressure on me to go to Bible college. I had no interest to go to Bible college. I'm interested in history and interested in being a history teacher, which is what I have the opportunity to do now. But oh God, she much. Put so much pressure on me to go to Bible college. I went to Bible college. But then I really wanted to do to, to learn the Greek. So I got a full ride to do my master's. And then she put a lot of pressure on me to come back to America. This is why I actually just wind up going to Korea. Uh, she, she, she put pressure on me to go to California to my dad's church to help him out. And so I didn't pursue the educational pursuits that I, I really wanted to because I was trying to appease my parents. Same thing with being a Christian in the first place. I was just trying to get my parents approval you know and that's why it was like a faulty fake religion that i had before and so i've had an experience with jesus christ now where he's done some things he's done miracles in my life he's spoken to me so i'm not persuaded one way or the other by by what you or uh, or bowen would say because i've experienced something firsthand so i already know i already know that i already know the evidence that you guys would point to and i know i know just as a as a someone of the background in history how to decipher some of this stuff before we even have the conversation. So I'm not as persuaded. I don't, doesn't mean that this, what you're, some of the things you're saying are not accurate because from what I understand, yeah, it, like it, it was not decided exactly what was even in the Bible for hundreds of years later, you know? So I, I, I remember you mentioning something about that one and it is by no means, even to this day, it's by no means settled on what we believe about Jesus Christ. Because if that were the case, there would not be 50,000 sects of Christianity. So you're going to, if you point out that it wasn't clearly decided back then, I'm like, well, it's not clearly decided now. So that doesn't really hold any sway for me one way or the other. You know what I mean? So anyway, that being said, what, what are some of the nuances that you pick up from Greek that you, maybe you wish that other, other Christians would pick up on? We don't know. No. So when it comes to Greek, when it comes to the Greek translation of the New Testament, what we have is not far off. It, it's pretty spot on, actually. Like you can read the NASB or the American Standard Bible, which is uh, the most literal. The, the Young's literal translation is the most literal, but it's it's harder to read because in Greek they parse the verbs differently than we do in English. And the Young's literal, they don't take liberties with that parsing. So sometimes it reads like Yoda speaks. Right, right, right. Of course. The NASB uh, makes those corrections and does not really lose the meaning while doing it. So you can read the NASB and get a pretty good sense of what uh, the, the Greek says. Um, now, what is missing is the, the cultural understanding of the words. And that's where right. the education goes. So uh, one of the best examples is the word love, right? We have we have love, and love can be taken any kind of way. Mm -hmm. um, but in Greek, there's three different words. There's agape, phileo, and eros. Agape is the unconditional love that God has for us, right? Mm -hmm. Phileo 
is a brotherly love. Uh, eros is a sexual love. Three different kinds of love, but we have one word that we mm -hmm. just stamp onto everything. Um, now, Inuits or Eskimos, I like to use this as an analogy. Uh, you know, they, they obviously deal very heavily with cold temperatures and snow. They have 10 different words for snow. Right. Um, like we would attach an adjective to the snow. We say, oh, this, the snow is powdery mm -hmm. or the snow is slushy or the, the snow is dry. They have a different word for each type of snow. Mm -hmm. um, so in Greek, it's the same way. Um, so when you, when Peter says, or when Jesus says to Peter, uh, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, you, Lord, you know, I do. And Jesus goes, well, then feed my sheep. Mm -hmm. And Jesus asks him the same question two more times. There's like two different words for love there. He's saying, uh, uh if I remember, I, I might be fuzzy on the details, but I think Jesus is saying, Peter, do you, do you agape me? And Peter says, Lord, I phileo you. And she's like, oh, so you, oh. you phileo me. You, 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 does that make sense? Um, so Jesus is saying, do you love me unconditionally, Peter? And, G and Peter says, I love you like a brother. So what's... what's the Pretty different way of looking at it, right? Right. So what's, what's the bigger... What's the, what's the deeper understanding you would get? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I, I get really, what you're... I can't well, really pull meaning from it. I can just tell you what is there. Yeah. Um... And uh, one other quick example is, because um, I get this a lot, whenever I say that um, Jesus never claimed to be God, people like to quote uh, Matthew when um, uh, when P Jesus pulls Peter out of the water. He, Peter walks on the water and he sinks because he loses faith. Peter or Jesus pulls him up into the boat and then they bow down and worship him. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, they're worshiping him. That means they're acknowledging him as God. Well, no. The word there is prosecuno uh, in Greek. It's where we get the word prostrate from. Like you prostrate yourself before a king. Mm -hmm. You're, you bow down, you acknowledge him, you worship him as a king, not as a god. It's different. Mm -hmm. So little things like that. Like when we hear the word worship, we think worshiping a god. It's one of the few words where in English it's much stronger than it is in Greek. Because hmm. in Greek, it just means worshiping a king. It doesn't mean worshiping a god. It can. It can. But it yeah. does not automatically mean that. So so I just will tell you this. I'm not – there's nothing I really have to add to what you're saying as far as any of the Greek or the Bible. Because, again, this is just not my background. It's just – it's not even something that – again, it's not even something that interests me. I'm more interested in having, like, a personal experience and applying, like, what I do know about the Bible and just living it out. So I'm a lot less theological. I, I'm not going to sit around and debate you about God, and I'm not going to sit around and debate someone on, on, on free will or something like that. Yeah. It's just not something that – it's not a good use of my time, you know? So I, I, I don't like debates. But, but I just will say, because I have lived overseas now for over 10 years and having learning the, the Korean language, you just understand that they use the language in such a different way than we do in English, you know, it's like a very literal language. It's a very literal language. And if you're, if you're trying to understand about Korea, there's just a lot of cultural baggage and historical baggage that you got to try to understand and filter through uh, as an American. So if you're, you, you know what I mean? 
if you were to translate Korean, it would be the most choppy. Because I, I think that's where Yoda gets actually some of his thoughts is because the, uh, the his speaking, you mentioned Yoda. Like in Korea, they put the verbs at the end. So it's like you say like eyeball hit. You should not like in Spanish, you say like the, the cat white. You yes. flip around. So in Korea, they put it at the end. So if you're reading a sentence, you're going to say like, my wife sends me messages and she'll say like me love like as a question mark and so it's like that that's just the if you were to translate that it would it would look really weird so you might get an example like for example in the in the in genesis one where it might just say like beginning all right and so if you just to translate it it just can say are you gonna actually gonna write that beginning god like created you're going to say something like in the beginning or at the start that doesn't really change what you're actually saying so when people get into well why are there so many different translations da, 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 like, I, I i only go by the niv personally and that has nothing to do with with any kind of theology it has to do because i live overseas and that's the easiest for people to understand you start yeah. using if i were to use a king james First of all, I use the King James even in America it would confuse people. Yeah, don't don't use the King James. But I'm, if I would, if I would, <laughs> I wouldn't use it here because nobody nobody even speaks like that in America. You know, I have to speak and write here in like an eighth grade, sixth to eighth grade level as it is. I can't use big words because if I have translators to speak, I have to break things down. It's simple. Good. No, mm -hmm. what did you say? Oh, I said, oh, I, I believe it. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not discounting what you're saying to some of the other criticism. I just know that, like, if you're reading ancient manuscripts, you're going to run to these problems no matter which way you, no matter which way you go. You very frequently don't have the first, you know, people say, oh, well, we don't have the first manuscripts and we don't have da, 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 da. Well, this is just the reality that you don't have this for virtually anything you read. Like you're reading copies of copies of copies, as you said. So that doesn't hold any sway one way or the other with me as to whether or not uh, this is an accurate you know representation like if you now if you, if you go to if you find contradictions in there or if you find stuff that absolutely contradicts history for example like with the reign of herod or whether or not dead people actually got out and were walking around on the streets things like that then then now we're talking now now you can have these talks because that is some that those things are just flat out contradictory there's some stuff that are contradictory inside it inside of the text and then some stuff that are contradictory to other established facts in history right mm -hmm. so i'm more interested to entertain things like that than than some of yeah. the other criticisms that i've heard but just in general like if you understand history you understand you can only speak about certain degrees like it could be the case it could be the case that um napoleon never existed for example okay it could be the case that we have, because it's not like people don't uh, forge documents and forge statues and stuff like that, forge inscriptions, because there's like a market for that, you know, in the in the in the in the in the world, people fake oh, yeah. and forge stuff. And I, I'm not saying that he does. I positively, from knowing the history that I do, especially about Haiti and, and America, I know that there's a very 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 good chance almost certain that someone like Napoleon would exist. But if you know that there's no way, there's no way to know in the same way that I know the, the parts of, uh, of, 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 of water, you know, it, 
oxygen and um, sorry. He, this is slipping my mind. This is slipping my mind. What are the actual parts of uh, water right now? Uh, hydrogen, oxygen. Hydrogen, oxygen. Okay. So I, I cannot know history in the same sense that I would know something like that or, or something I would be able to know like logical syllogism. There's, there's, there's a, a lesser degree of certainty I can have. It doesn't mean that I don't accept them as a, someone who studies history, but you just understand it's by no stretch of the imagination like a science, like biology or something, you know? Yeah. Cool. We can move on to the next question if yeah. you're ready. Last question. How is it like raising kids without a God belief? Um, do, do you push atheism towards your kids? And, or how old are your kids in the first place? Let's start there. Uh, my oldest is eight. He'll be turning nine in February. Wow. Um, my second oldest is uh, five. He'll be turning six also in February. And then I have a, uh, a, a five and a, uh, a four-year-old four year who's about to turn five in November. And then a four-year-old. Yeah, Deacon just turned four. Yeah, so two four-year-olds. Wow. Five-year-old and uh, yeah. So you have to you you are taking care of them full time. Yes. Yeah. And you do like YouTube stuff and um, TikTok. I know you do TikTok, right? Yeah, I do TikTok. Um, I do YouTube shows um, after they've gone to bed. Um, I do one or two of those a night or one, one or two of those a week. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll go on other people's shows. Like I am tonight. They're in right. bed. I'm on your show. And, you know, I, I get invited on other people's shows from time to time. Uh, I play D and D, uh, or I just have like a casual hangout on my discord. discord. You have your own discord. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Every, uh, usually every Tuesday night I host like just a casual hangout. Um, I got a Twitch. I'm, I've just started. I've only done one thing barely. Um, so I'm trying to get that going. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much my main source of income is social media. Cause that's amazing. Yeah. Stay at home dad. But is that okay? So, wow. That's, that's so interesting. I mean, I love my daughter, but I think I would probably murder her if I didn't take care of her full time. Oh, I, I think I'd go, I'd go insane. So I don't know how you could do four. That you must have like. Oh, I went insane. I've been. I am insane. I, I've <laughs> post tennis, insane is out the window. I'm, I'm past gone insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's great. That's great. I mean, I, I genuinely wish I would. I, I had. Uh, this is this is one of my goals is to become financially stable by the time she's actually like in school. So that I can, because she's still in preschool, daycare, whatever, because I want to be able to be the one who's doing homeschooling because I just simply do not trust the, the government to, to educate my daughter, you know? So as it is, like my education primarily came from going to different countries and interacting with people. I feel like I learned a hundred times more than I did in college, but that is, you're kind of living out a dream that I guess I would need some kind of help, but Oh, yeah, that, that's amazing that you're able to spend. It's, it's a sweet gig. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, uh, there are definitely days where I, I miss having just, I, I used to do construction. I used to be a corrections officer. Wow. There are days I miss, I miss those days. I really do uh, because they drive me crazy. But uh, that was over the summer. They just started school last week. So now 
I get like four hours a day to wow. myself. Uh, and that's nice. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Good. Thank you for that. Uh, so, so the question is, yeah, I guess they're not really even at the age where you, you could do that. So what are your plans for the future as far as what's well, that's, that's kind of the thing is I've, I've been waiting. Um, I don't, I don't push anything on them. I've just been waiting for like my, my oldest, you know, again, who's about to turn nine in February uh, to ask me who was God, who was Jesus. He still hasn't. He has no idea. No one's ever taught him who God is or who Jesus is. Yeah. He's an atheist, not because I taught him to be. <laughs> He's an atheist because no one's taught him about God or Jesus. Oh my yeah. God. His, his God is YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is his God. Minecraft is his God. Yeah. No, no one's told him about God. He just, he just lives his life. Yeah. You know? Um, so if one day he comes around and he asks me those questions, uh, I'm not going to tell him that, no, that this doesn't exist. I'll tell him, I don't believe he exists, but you come to your own conclusion. If someone invites him to a youth group, I'd be like, go figure it out for yourself. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to tell you what to believe. You figure it yeah. out. Like, you, you are not my property. You are your, you are your own person. You have your own life. Figure it that's, out for yourself. That's really good. And I would, I, I have a different idea though about like how I would teach my daughter about religion in the first place, but well, sure, I, I'm yeah. against indoctrination. Like I, I do believe indoctrination just turned people's off. It turned me off. You know, I didn't want anything to do with God um, after that. So my mom, ironically, probably the biggest irony in my life is that by her forcing like forcing religion down my throat right like you know in Uganda how they they take the milk and they they, they pour it down the, the the baby's uh throats so that they'll get fat because like uh being fat in Uganda is actually like a it's like a it's a sign of beauty actually ironically but it's like that's what that's what my mom was doing to me she was just forcing it shoving it down my throat not allowing me to to find it on my own and it just turned me so off to religion so I'm very conscious that I don't want to do that to my daughter, um, but it's it's not like that's not going to be in uh, you know uh, Jesus Christ plays the most central part in my life. It is it is the reason why I live. It's the reason why I wake up. It's the reason why I do missions. So it's not like it's not avoidable. But on the other hand, I would love my daughter to explore other religions like I did, because as a Christian, I've learned from Muslims, I've learned from Hindus, I've learned from Jews, I've learned from their um, their orthodoxy and their 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 commitment like interviewing jew on the channel and hearing the lengths he has to go through to actually practice shabbat and which is sabbath and like that's convicting for me as a christian because i'm like i wouldn't do something like that i'm not committed to my faith to that extent you know or or to hear from muslims how they pray five times a day and go, actually going into palestine and seeing how they they inhale they inhale the cold water and clean out their ears and their eyes and everything and yeah. wash out their mouth it makes you feel like a new person so it's like it's it's an it's an it's an amazing i wish every christian would actually go down and do this because you realize when you're praying there, like it, it's a sensation of being like clean and it's amazing so so i actually did interview an atheist guy and he told me that he kept a, a quran and a and a and a uh and a bible and i think he said the bhagavad too so if your child did 
come to you and say, like, I was a believer, like, what, what would your response be? Mm, I'd probably question the same way I would any, any Christian. You know, what, what, what is the evidence for what you believe? What, mm -hmm. what have these people told you? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's hard to predict how that conversation would go. Uh, you got some years to figure it out. But if he came to me, and I'd like to think that my kids would come to me and if they were, you know, introduced to this and had questions, they would come to me and be like, Dad, I, I'm, I'm curious about this. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about this? And I would. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to predict how that would go. Um, okay, so, so, okay, so let me ask you this. Considering some of the stuff that I have asked you, do you entertain at all the fact that you could be totally wrong about like um, Jesus and whether or not he's true or not? Or do you believe 100% that you know that it's not real? I believe 100% that the Christian God is not the real God. Mm -hmm. I believe that Jesus was not God, 100%. Uh, I don't believe he was a messianic figure, mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, I cannot say that there is no God. Mm -hmm. I cannot say that there is no afterlife. Mm -hmm. I can say that there is no hell. You can't say that? I, well, I can say that there is no logical reason for there to be hell. That it doesn't make sense to be sent to hell uh, for all eternity because I don't believe in something for lack of, a, of sufficient evidence. And all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful God would not send me to hell for eternity for having questions that were not answered. Yeah. Because would not... Uh, an all-knowing, all-loving God know exactly what it would take to convert me. Right, right. Wouldn't he? So why, and, and would, why wouldn't he do that? If he really right. wanted to convert me, why wouldn't he do that? Right. So if God is going to send me to hell for all eternity, that would either make him a tyrant, evil, mm -hmm. unworthy of worship, incompetent, whatever. Um, and that just does <laughs> not make sense to... Uh, to be attributes of a God if he did exist. If a God did exist, he would not care about being worshipped. Mm -hmm. He would not uh, punish people for not worshipping him when he did not reveal himself to us the way we would need to believe in him. Mm -hmm. um, so by that logic, no. I don't think that there is hell. I don't know that there's heaven. Um I don't want to say no, absolutely 1,000% that's not, but it's extremely unlikely. Uh, I don't think any of those things are true. Mm. Yeah, so, okay, that's interesting. Uh, let's see, any, let's see if I have any last questions to ask you. Uh, do you have any, do you have any last things you want to say? Um, last thoughts? I don't really have any last thoughts, uh, but I, I enjoyed this. I appreciate you inviting me on, and, uh, and I enjoyed the lightning round in the beginning. That was fun. <laughs> so thanks. Uh, yeah, so, so I live in South Korea, as I've said, and right above us is North Korea, and it has been calculated that the United States could take over the, the whole of North Korea in about three weeks. But it really? is a, yeah, yeah. It is a bit of a stalemate situation because they have developed nuclear bombs. So as a, as a means of deterrent, which is probably the best, honestly, if I'm going to be honest, 
I think every country should just get a nuclear bomb and be like, well, if you attack me, I'm going to attack you. And it's like mad, uh, mutually assured destruction that stopped us from destroying ourselves with the Cold War. So it's like, I don't know. That's kind of my own idea about that. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a stalemate situation. And I do believe because of the fact that we have so many, so much cognitive dissonance, one, we have cognitive bias and blind spots that we that we aren't even aware of. It's not even intentional all of the time. And then we are going about some source material that can be inaccurate. You know, just because the gospels are recorded in a certain way doesn't mean that it actually happened. And, and it could be that the person 100% thought that this was absolutely right, you know? And that just that's just the reality of eyewitness testimony, even if it was eyewitness testimony, is not 100% accurate, you know? If anybody wants to know more about this, I'm going to put a link to a drive where I have that book, The Invisible Gorilla. Because when I read that book like 10 years ago, it totally changed my perception about what I thought I knew. Because it shows beyond any reasonable doubt how your brain is so fallible. And sometimes it takes two memories and it will mold it into one. For example, you might think Star Wars and Star Trek, and you'll see, you'll remember plots that are interwoven that never happened. And that's just a reality. And if you question that for even one 1%, read that book that I'm putting, making available, and you'll understand just how limited and how frail our understanding is. So as it yeah, is... Like, real okay. quick, like... um. Like the way our, our memory is stored, like our memory is not stored in one place in our brain. They're fragmented in different parts of our brain. So when we try to recall a memory, mm -hmm. uh, and if there's like, if that memory exists in a place that's like close to what we're talking about or what we're trying to think of, mm -hmm. it will bring that memory in and it would be wrong. But your brain thinks it's similar because again, the details are all over the place. It's not all in one box. Um, so your brain is very, the, the memory, the way the memory is stored in your brain is very fragmented. And right. when you try to recall that memory, it, your brain struggles to bring all the details together. Right. Uh, and so a lot of times you end up remembering, uh, you, you, you kind of get the gist of a memory, but you get some of the details wrong. You know, everyone Absolutely. can relate to that. Right. Well, that's why, because it's all over the place. Um, we're, we're not as great at remembering things as we like to think we are. Right. And, and we can conveniently forget small details or when we retell stories to others and in ourselves, we mm -hmm. might, and I've done this, this is a total level of cognitive dissonance where you rethink about a situation. I remember when my parents, I get caught doing something, I'd retell my parents the story and I would like get to that point and conveniently just gloss over like a, this little yeah. other detail. Oh, sometimes it's intentional. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Intentional. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, I genuinely believe that the God situation, it, it is a stale, it's a stalemate. Um, it is a stalemate. Like neither side, you may think that you've won and I may think that I've won, but, but unless, unless, unless you, as you said, what God knows what it would take to, to convince you, right? Well, I will tell you, just, I can tell you from my own experience, I became one thousand percent convinced that God exists because he had spoken to me and he had materialized something in front of me when I was an atheist. And, and I, I, I became 100% convinced that God exists and that didn't change my life. 1% of the world. Let me, 
Let me, let me tell you a, a very short, very personal story about, yeah. about that. Uh, there is a point, probably the lowest, darkest place I have ever been in my life. With your child? No, no. Okay, this sorry. was like five or six years ago mm -hmm. uh, where I was at like the cusp of ceasing to believe in God mm -hmm. after dedicating 15 plus years of my life, mm -hmm. tens of thousands of dollars in education so that I could mm -hmm. be a pastor, all that. Mm -hmm. uh, where I, I stopped, I started to stop believing in him. Mm -hmm. uh, and I prayed and I was crying literally. And I was like, God, I need you in some way to show me that you are real and you're still here for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I knew I, I didn't ask him for anything specific because God doesn't work that way. Right. Uh, so I was like, God, just in some way, let me know that you're real or, and you're still here for me. Cause mm -hmm. I'm about to stop believing in you. And I don't want to, mm -hmm. those were ex my exact words. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I said that the silence I heard was the loudest thing I'd ever heard in my life. There was nothing. And I was silent. like, okay. Um, so my experience is I tried very, very hard to, to main, to maintain my belief in God, but nothing happened when I needed it the most. I really appreciate you sharing that with me, bro. Yeah. Um, point I wanted to say in that was that the fact that I got a second chance after that, even I, I became 100% convinced that God was real. It didn't change my life. I still wanted to, to get prostitutes. I still wanted to drink. Uh, I still wanted to party. I still wanted to gamble. All the things I love doing. And so when I did actually have a conversion and experience, it was so life-altering, so life-changing. It has made me respect the struggle I went through for 30 years, searching for peace and trying to find God in the, in the world. And then when I did actually find him, it was so life-changing and so comforting. And this is why, like, I just, I simply am not going to debate you. Like, if you're going to yeah. try to disprove Jesus Christ to me, it's like, I'm not going to debate you that my daughter exists, okay? You could tell me I've never ex experienced your daughter. And even if I were to present to you um, my DNA test or whatever, the fact that she's like my little clone, you could come up with all kinds of different justifications of whether or not that was faked or whatever. But I wouldn't have, it, would, it wouldn't matter because I wouldn't have that debate with you. I'm not going to debate something that's changed my life. That's, that's yeah, giving I get, me a totally purpose. That. So I will tell you if you want to know some elements and if you want to know, if you want, do want to unpack some of the stuff that either is I, absolutely, I would say you're right. The idea of concept of hell is absolutely immoral. It doesn't even make, doesn't make sense to punish someone for eternity for a temporal uh, crime that I see it as a father. This is my perspective. As a father, it is my duty as a father to reveal myself and to take care of my daughter, not the other way around. If my daughter thought that you were her father, I wouldn't get angry at you or my daughter. I would say I failed as a father. So the way that I see it is that it is incumbent upon God to reveal himself. And if he doesn't do it in the times where you cried and prayed, that's a very powerful story. That's an amazing story. But it reminded me of The Sound of Silence by uh, Simon and Garfunkel. You've heard that song? I have. Yeah, The Sound of... Uh, yeah, and there's this other movie... Uh, this other movie, uh, Life is Beautiful, the guy says, uh, there's a line in there, it's really powerful. He says, you see that movie, like Italian movie? No, I haven't seen that one. Well, 
he asked yeah. the guy, he, this guy gets himself in a bad situation and he tells his family about it later on. And they ask him, why didn't you call for help? And he says, well, sometimes silence is the, is the strongest, strongest answer or strongest cry for help. So I thought that was really fascinating um, hearing that. And okay. I, I don't know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to project anything that I've learned onto you because I, I, I can't project anything that I've learned onto my daughter or someone who's not, someone who's not, someone who's not had the kind of experiences that I've had. Like when I go back to America, I can't even have conversations about the kind of things that I've seen over because it doesn't even make any sense to people, you know? So we're on like our different paths, our different journeys. And I, as a believer now, I just try to show love, understanding, hearing people out, not trying to debate them, not trying to Darth Dock them, uh, Darth Dawkins them. I, I've only used my mute button once on here. And that's because the guy would not stop in. I, I asked him seven times to stop interrupting yeah, he, me and he, he wouldn't. So I had to pull it out, but I never do that. I, I'm, I'm genuinely interested to see where people come from. And I really, really, really appreciate you coming on here. And, and I said, I had to repay the kindness that you guys showed me the first time around, because if you would have seen me before, because of the fact that I had the other experiences that I had right before that, I was like, mm -hmm. I'm just not a confrontational person. I can't do confrontation. So I was like, like, I was like so weak. And within like 10 minutes, I was like, I felt like so at peace. I, I really had to make sure that uh, I paid that forward to That's you. Awesome. So I, I appreciate give, that we were able to provide that for you. If you can plug whatever it is you do, what, tell me how I can find you, anything like that, um, please. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm best known on TikTok as a Captain Dadpool 86. Um, I also have a YouTube show, um, which is every Sunday. Uh, we have a different guest on, usually from uh, TikTok or YouTube. Um, uh, uh, somewhat of an expert in certain field. We've had authors. Uh, we had Aaron Ra on recently. Uh, we should be having Bart Ehrman on uh, in the near future. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm still working on the. I've been emailing. Wow. You know, I've been emailing back and forth. Uh, so he's he's been in London. Uh, I think he's just now got back into the states. So we were waiting for him to get back in so we can schedule that. Uh, but yeah, he should be on the show. Um, hopefully in the next month or two um but yeah you can catch me on youtube uh, my show is called nerds and heresy uh or nerds plus heresy um but if you look see me on youtube or, or sorry on tiktok there's a, a link in my bio where you can find everything i'm on twitter instagram uh everything pretty much everything on facebook apparently by the way i saw that you have quite a bit of subscribers on tiktok uh how, how many you got I'm up to 370. Wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine, like, I can't even think in those terms, partially because I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm someone who just doesn't have a lot of natural charisma in front of a camera. So I'm like, it just, I, I, I don't well, know. I, I, know I, I did either. I wish I did. Cause I have seen you on, or you and Biddy, Biddy, Biddy Buddha. And I'm like, man, I really wish I had that to where I could share the gospel, like, like in that same way. But I'm just like, I'm a little bit more shy, reserved. Recently, I've gotten my hands on some software that allows me to like doodly and um, and I have voiceover software where it gives like human a human voiceover. And so with that, I can express myself in a way that is totally different because if I'm writing, it's a lot different than when I'm talking because I get tongue-tied. And then I say stuff that like, 
like literally when I couldn't remember what what oxygen, uh, the parts of oxygen, I have stuff where I'm like, I'll say that my daughter doesn't look Korean. And I, I, I listened to it again and I'm like, how did I say that? It just doesn't even make sense. I'll be like, the earth is 14 billion, uh, the, the world, the universe is 14 billion years old. And I'm like, did I really say that? Because it just, in the moment I get, I, 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 I can't recall everything perfectly. I can't articulate it, but if I sit down and write it out, it's like, it's a lot better. So yeah, yeah I want to thank you. your brain works. Yeah. 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 I really want to thank you for your time and uh, definitely look forward to maybe having another conversation. I'm actually in communications right now with, uh, are you familiar with POD? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. The, the, uh, the singer on there to, to come on right now. So really had a, had a couple of big guests. We just had, um, how'd you get a hold of him? Pretty just social media. Just, you just reached out. You got it. You got to put like this. The people I've had come on, I've had some Olympians, some singers. Um, I have an NFL player coming on, but you got to be willing to take like 50 no's for every yes. So if you're willing to take 50 no's for every yes, you could contact a lot of people. Let's just say that. Um, and I'm willing to take 50 no's for every yes. So let's just say that. So yeah. And that being said, I really want to thank you for joining me today. If you want, you can check out our website at www.rhepodcast.com. Check us out at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, pretty much everywhere except for TikTok. Maybe you might have to look into getting into that one. But we really look forward to seeing you back on our next episode. And if there's something you'd like to see us discuss, please send us an email at rhepodcast at gmail.com. You can also ask to come on as a guest. We're always looking for people. And don't worry if you're not like an expert or whatever on the field. We, we just like having conversations on here. So thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you back again. Goodbye. Hey, it's Locus Luciano.